Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk, and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom would you have 4 hours a week to spare would you want to contribute to sanatana dharma by teaching children the spiritual heritage of india for next generation empowerment if the answer is yes then do consider enrolling to be a shine tejasvi teacher i am so happy to share that In the last one year, we have impacted 149 children across four countries, including India, and this magic has been created by 14 teachers, people like you and me, who found the time to share their knowledge of Sanatana Dharma, help us to reach 300 children. across bharat and overseas till next year that is august 2024 do check out the link to this shine teacher training program in the description of this episode thank you very much the pronoun i is referred to twice in the sentence if i am god and why should i pray can i be both the person and god simultaneously yes and no no meaning god and the person are not the same if the form and the function is referred to i the person have a body mind to perform my swadharma in the world God has his limitless form to perform the role of manifestation sustenance and resolution in the world so i cannot be ishvara from the standpoint of the form however i am ishvara that is both the person ishvara and all forms from the standpoint of reality sounds like a megalomaniac right no Vedanta reveals tat tvam asi that ishvara you the jiva are through inquiry into the reality of tvam you the person and the reality of tat ishvara we see that the reality is non-dual one without a second jiva is not ishvara but jiva is ishvara in the sense that the reality of jiva is the reality of ishvara reality or consciousness is not matter but from which all matter including space water air fire and earth have come reality or consciousness is not a property of an object but is present in all properties of all objects consciousness is not a product of a process like the big bang or the sadhanas of a person but is present in and through all processes of nature 
untouched by it all. Consciousness is that which can never be destroyed, nor negated, nor dismissed, which is always present. And therefore, one can say that I am Ishvara, where I and Ishvara both refer to consciousness. Existence, consciousness, fullness, as though associated with Maya Shakti, is Ishvara or Saguna Brahman. Existence, consciousness, fullness, as though associated with Avidya, ignorance, is the person. Tat Tvam Asi is like saying, the ocean is the wave. It is a Lakshana Vakya pointing to the reality that is self-evident and self-revealing. It doesn't need anything else to reveal it. From the standpoint of the form, the ocean cannot be identical to the wave. From the standpoint of the reality, the ocean is but water and the wave too is water. Water associated with its massive form is called the ocean. Water associated with its minuscule form is called the wave. The wave is the ocean. So then, like you perform other activities like speaking, walking, eating, should you be praying? It depends on your motivation. One form, the person, relates through love and prayer with another form, Ishvara. One form prays to another form for relief from financial distress, to find a partner, to keep one's partner, or to be free from one's partner. One form prays to another form to have a child, for the child to have success, to get a job, to keep the job, to be free from the job, etc. One form prays to another form to have a better quality of life here on earth and also in the hereafter. One form prays to another form to have the required qualifications for Vedanta. Antakarna Shuddhi and Antakarna Naishchalyam. Purity of the mind and steadiness of the mind so that the truth of the Mahavakya, Tat Tvam Asi, be seen clearly. Seems perfectly fine. What is wrong with that? If you don't pray to Ishvara, who else will you pray to? My lords in the Supreme Court? But some Vedanta students argue, doesn't prayer involve duality? My dear, Everything includes duality, the subject and the object, and we have no problem with duality. Why? Because we see the abiding reality that is present in and through the duality. Ask these same Vedanta students, how come you are okay with the duality of breathing, you and the breath? How come you are okay with the duality of eating? you and the pastry? How come you are okay with the duality of listening to your favorite music, you and the music? How come only the duality of you praying to Ishvara is a problem? And then 
we unearth some allergy towards Ishvara because of some early childhood conditioning of God being an authority that one must obey or there will be hell, literally and figuratively. How come you are okay with all other dualities but not okay with the duality of praying to Ishvara? Prayer is always a choice and comes from freedom of choice. Hence, prayer is a karma and blesses with punya. Prayer can be informal like an intimate conversation with Bhagwan, or through a puja or a homa or through chants of mantras, stotrams and other Vedic chants. The person may pray to express gratitude and may also pray to ask for grace for oneself and others. Most jnanis pray a lot, not for themselves but for others. Since they have accomplished what was already accomplished, that is, discovering their true nature, there is no more personal agenda. They do not need punya or karma phala for the sake of fulfillment. Our world definitely needs punya and more. When the person is a jnani, who is present? Just consciousness with a form. So then the question is valid. Who will pray to what? There is no concern for what will happen to any form. And so jnanis like Ramana Maharshi and Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, both of whom got throat cancer, did not want to be treated. They knew the form would have its dance and fade away. I ever remain as consciousness. This very consciousness identified with and acting as a body-mind can pray. Our revered Adi Shankaracharya composed the Annapurna Stotram for the sake of bhiksha, food. The body requires to be sustained and only Ishvara can provide for this manifestation. Adi Shankaracharya neither had a problem praying nor in composing prayers which are sung and chanted to this day. Duality never posed a problem as Advaita, that is oneself, is present in and through all duality. And some people who have learned Vedanta from here and there claim to have a problem with praying. Nyanis hmm. who are Mathadipatis, heads of religious institutions and places of learning, perform hours of puja daily for loka sangraha. The well-being of all the worlds, particularly all the beings on earth. Jnani's wise people uphold the sanctity and power of the mantras and demonstrate the same to the masses. Having said that, excessive praying for dharma, artha and kama without regular Vedanta exposure can reinforce the sense of duality which is anyway entrenched. We call it Dvaita Vasana, strong impressions and entrenchment in duality. As long as me and the other are taken to be absolutely and equally real, there will always be struggle and suffering, whether the other is the crawling ant in my ear or the distant partner or the disobedient child or the irritating colleague. Wishing away duality is not possible. 
we do not try to remove dvaita vasana we just increase our exposure to traditional vedanta shravanam such that we are able to see the reality through the duality the perception of dvaita does not resolve it does not require to be resolved dvaita is not what is experienced dvaita is a conclusion and that conclusion that me and the other are different is resolved in the wake of knowledge you do not have to destroy the pot to see that it is clay the goldsmith does not have to melt all the gold ornaments bangle chain ring necklace to remind himself that it is gold you do not have to destroy the body to see that it is satyam jnanam anantam additionally what we call the form is just a manifestation of consciousness the water appears as the wave and gets a new name due to its apparent form but the wave cannot be anything else but water even if it tried whether you pray or do not pray do you have the grace to see the abiding reality of advaita that is you accordingly you can decide when you do mantra japa you can pay attention to the mantra and also the silence or the formlessness from where the sound form emerges that silence is none other than you if you think of the subject and object then that is mananam which need not be done during japa you are clear about the japa being done as a sadhana for naishchalyam steadiness of the mind if there are no doubts in your mind about vedanta then your very japa is nidhyasana a contemplation on both the saguna and nirguna brahman that is you by now it must be clear if you do see the reality you will not ask the question if i am god why should i pray if you do not see the reality clearly you need consistent vedanta exposure clarification with the guru about your understanding and a lot of grace that can only be received by praying and relating to ishvara as one swami rightly shared with me rather than bhakti towards ishvara we have bhakti towards ourselves and only want to apply viveka to ishvara what is required is bhakti towards ishvara and viveka a discriminative inquiry towards oneself we can learn from hanuman who did not have a problem in praying nor in his devotion to shri rama when asked who are you he said deha buddhya tu dasoham when i identify with my body i am your dasaha servant jiva buddhya tvadam shakaha when i identify as the jiva the person i am a part of you atma buddhya tvamevaham as the atma i am you alone 
such is the wisdom of advaita vedanta where you are free to play any role including the role of a human being you matter your life matters what you do with your life matters thank you for listening if you took away something of value from this episode i would really appreciate it if you were to tag me either on twitter at discoveratma or on instagram at discoveratma and share your thoughts and reflections if you are on spotify then please let me know what you think of this episode and if you are listening to this on apple or any other podcasting platform then do spare a few moments and leave a review or rate this episode because this small input of yours will go further in making the podcast known to people who may be interested thank you for doing this would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom more happiness and more freedom if the answer is yes then our monthly newsletter arshavidya bharati is for you it has articles on living our traditions links to podcast episodes articles and videos published elsewhere in the month reflections about how vedanta is changing the life of students announcements about events and courses profound sanskrit sayings and much much more and it's not too long do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe the links are in the description of this episode the transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast i would love to hear from you if you have a request or a reflection please write to me at swaminiji@discoveratma.com that's s w a m i n i j i at discoveratma.com as always thank you for listening and we meet next week